The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, post-WrestleMania 33, post-Raw, post-Smackdown Spectacular. Man, oh man. man oh There's my, a lot of wrestling to talk oh about, my. buddy. Whoo, you sent me, let's just get yeah, right Yeah, there's in. too much to, yeah, no uh, time to dilly-daddle. If you want to hear a dilly-daddle, go subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Any donation will get you the uh, exclusive episode we just recorded, um, and if you uh, donate $10 or more a month, then you will get access to this day in SGW history. It's very much worth your money. Spend a lot of time um, compiling those for you guys. It's hilarious. Uh, patreon.com slash the rough house podcast. Thank you to everybody who has signed up and is up to their uh, donations. We appreciate you. Like to see a couple more on there. Have you seen uh, some of the reactions so far? I- I'm already getting, I mean, each and every day. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, others that have. This is the best one so far. This is hysterical. Totally worth the 10 mm-hmm. bucks. It's a, it's a daily update, bonus episodes. Uh, uh, prior knowledge to events that we're doing before the free episode. We'll continue to do the free one, but thank you to everybody from the Realm Network yeah. that has found the podcast. Thank you to everybody that's donated to the Patreon. Christoph is putting out some quality content over there, and I think you're going to enjoy this week's exclusive Patreon podcast where we take a walk down memory lane with some of our favorite 98 Rock moments in a show that was just too genius. <laughs> that was... Too good, too entertaining for it to survive. Yeah. Uh, uh, genius is never recognized in its That's own true. time. And, and goddamn, did we not put out a quality product that the world just wasn't we ready for. Of our time. It was too good. And most of it, I just strip mined and forced on my current show. So I said, uh, <laughs> you know what? What was what was old is new again. Let's run yeah. it back. So enjoy the walk. If you do a wicked game video podcast. with them, I'm not talking to you for a month. That will forever remain ours. <laughs> okay. That will forever remain. Don't think I haven't tried to do music videos with that couple of jackasses, and I'm getting the fucking hairy eyeball oh, every yeah. time it's I bring not it up. Stacy Q or Jack White. They don't give a shit. I'm trying to fucking put this boy band together called In You, and they won't let us do it. All right? N and you. That's it. The letters N U. We're brand new. N U. Ladies and gentlemen, we're N U. And it's just. I have fucking notes written damn, about this good. shit. God damn it. I want to do I want to do this NU concept 
so bad, but whatever. That's a whole other conversation. All right. Where do you want um, to start? You sent me the send me. Let's talk about right off the bat. You sent me a copy of the um, the Observer, yeah. post WrestleMania, post Raw, SmackDown, yep. NXT, with some other other stuff inside. Thank you, Marty there. Day. Uh, what was? Thank you very much, Marty, from uh, Arc Fight. Um, uh, what people thought were the best matches, people thought were the worst yeah. matches, people thought were some of the high, highlights of of WrestleMania, and a very interesting uh, tag at the bottom about JBL, which is very apropos with what's going on now with Mauro Ronaldo's right. uh, uh, temporary, hopefully, hopefully, departure from the SmackDown. I don't know. He's uh, removed WWE table. from his uh, Twitter and Instagram profile. That's not a yeah, good sign. See, well, that's a shame. That's going to be a real shame. And it was Justin Roberts, I believe, that wrote Justin the book. Justin Roberts wrote a book, yep, detailing some backstage stories that uh, really shed some unfavorable light on JBL. And it's not just... Sure, JBL is is the, the the target, but really the target in this whole thing as a whole should be WWE. Yeah, that these guys, um, you've heard throughout the years, you've heard Kenny Omega bring it up. You've heard other people, uh, Blue Meanie famously got in a fight with JBL for real in front of the cameras during the big ECW dust-up where JBL punched him in the right. face and his face is gushing blood during the WWE versus ECW angle at, uh, at the ballroom. Uh, you've heard people in the back for years say that the JBL uh, is this big nasty bully that you just sort of kind of have to contend right. with, but he is a it appears to be allegedly uh, Bill Demott. People yep. have brought up sometimes. Some people sing Bill Demott's praises, one of the greatest trainers they've ever worked for. Others, a Joey Ryan's of the world, and others say you know total piece of shit. Right. It seems like there is a lingering culture of bullying and hazing. Yes. Backstage, that I'm of two minds about. I want to hear you. First. Well, and I and I know where you're going to go with this, and I know it's you know this is how it was done back in the day. This is how the locker room feel is, and this is just how it is in the business. Well, you know, yeah, is it? You know, does this happen backstage at a Ring of Honor show? No, because I've been there. Okay, that one I know for sure. Um, it, does it happen backstage at an Impact? I don't know the answer to that. You think Justin Roberts would put that in his book too? It's it's this the ribs are one thing, little harmless pranks on somebody that's okay. You know, even something harmless for the most part as like shitting in somebody's bag. You know, it, it it's it doesn't really do any harm to anybody. It's an inconvenience, and it's you know to some people funny. Um, but it's it's the stealing of somebody's um, passport so they can't make a show and not and not giving it back in time for that person to make the show and making them you know go out of the way to get travel to a, to a show, which is the example Justin Roberts yeah. gave that his his passport was stolen by JBL or JBL had people take it so he had to miss a flight back to the states and had this planes trains and automobiles level adventure trying to get right. back to the states for a show now there's there's harmless fun like you know moving somebody's bag or or even taking I'll, I'll even I'll I'll concede to taking a shit in it as could be funny but taking somebody's passport which it's just it's just an asshole dick move okay that's not a rib that's just being a an asshole. That's just being mean, um, and it's it's this culture that a lot of those, and I say old timers. JB, you know, JBL came up. I think JBL, you could say, is from the old yeah. school. He's he's definitely from the old school compared to some of the younger competitors. And you know, a lot of the guys who are at that level and at that age came up 
a different way than a lot of people are coming up these days. Um, and there's yeah. a huge, huge disconnect there. Um, the problem is that the WWE and this obviously this is all from just what we hear. We're not backstage at WWE. We don't know what happens, but it, it's it's it it's still prevalent there, and they haven't adapted with the times. Um, and I don't. And then the the whole thing of JBL being untouchable because he's one of Vince's guys, and and that sort of thing. It's just for a company that's worth over a billion dollars to still have backstage practices like this. It. it I'll equate it to this with with by the way, uh, be a star anti bullying yes, ad campaigns. Right, you're you're total fucking hypocrites for one. Uh, equate it to you know um, a a VP, uh, you know, just taking. Uh, I, I, I'm no, I'm trying to find the right um, way to 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 describe this to a wor- another workplace where it's not a wrestling organization. It's just uh, somebody of a higher position just doing terrible shit to you and it going unchecked because that's just the way things are done in this business. You've worked in kitchens, Chris. Uh, You've cooked. You're, you you know, you, you, you know your way around a kitchen. Imagine you are backstage uh, preparing some dishes and you are preparing to the best of your ability. It turns out perfectly. And then some waiter manager that doesn't like you takes the dish on the way to delivering it to the customer, uh, decides to just pour half a bottle of salt. Right, on it. sabotage. Decides to just just decides to sabotage it, and then it comes back on you. It, it it's it seems like you know if, if someone sabotages someone like a prank, yes, sabotage, no. Someone sabotages someone's ability to get where they've got to get going, like with a passport. Right. I can't get back to do my yeah. job. Okay, um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put fucking super glue all over your bag handle to where I can't let the damn thing go. I'm still making that flight. Uh, Famously, you know, X-Pac, Sean Waltman having his uh, eyebrows shaved here in Michael P.S. Hayes having his hair cut, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, there's been a lot of hazing. It's ribbing is part of the pro wrestling culture. Uh, And again, we've never spent any real kind of time backstage. I've spent a little bit of time backstage in MCW and I see those guys uh, hilariously so bust each other's balls or rib one another yeah. but never do I see anybody like uh, like doing anything malicious Ken Dixon hides all of Ryan's ring right. gear so he has to go out in street clothes never do I see anybody lock the door while the bruiser's in the bathroom so he can't answer Ugh. the call of his yeah. music uh, he'd fucking put you in the grave <laughs> yeah, like I could see people this is which is why I, I said I'm of two minds here to where I as much as I love old school wrestling and I kind of like the idea of a, of a little bit of a haze and a little bit of a bullying portion as negative as that sounds to kind of maybe toughen someone up and to build camaraderie but to a certain level it's when it's when you do it's 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 to a certain level to me it's just one man's opinion it's it's what you're doing and who you're doing it to. Like an announcer, what good does that do? If it's a couple of the boys busting each other's right. chops, I think the some of the announcers would like to consider themselves the boys. And certain announcers, like a JBL, like a uh, an Otunga, like a Jerry the King, that at one time were that's wrestlers. Another, yes, that's I get that. But someone like a Morrow, right. someone like Justin Roberts, someone like a, you know a Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I don't see the good in fucking with those guys too terribly much because frankly, those are the guys that when you're wrestling are going to be able to color in your matches yeah. a little bit better. 
to where, yeah, I still think that there is a hangover of an old school in the back. And I'll, you know, I'll equate it to a, a philosophy of mine that this is going to follow me. I'm here. with you. Racism is something that is going to have to quite literally die out. No one is going to be able to add campaign, march, hashtag, social media post, TED Talk away. Yeah. It's going to take a generation of people dying before racism either is brought to such minimal levels that it's embarrassing or it's gone. It's going to take yeah. a while. But if some people are so goddamn ingrained in them to be pieces of shit, it's going to take them dying. Yeah. And I think it's going to be akin to that in wrestling with this bullying, shittying backstage culture. Not saying ribbing's going away, but some of this these just awful stuff that might still go on. It's just going to take those people being cycled out for it to go away. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I don't disagree. Whereas I think racism is a little harder um, be, than like backstage, you know, ribbing because, you know, racism is passed down from generation to generation just from being. It's a learned it thing. Is, yep. It yep. is, um, especially, you know, in the South. But that that is what it is. We're not here to talk about racism. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I think you make a really good point about that. And I think what you mentioned with JBL being a former wrestler, and I think having that, he has this um, thing in his head that he's superior. And the announcers, even though he is one now, he probably still is like, I'm not the same as them because I was a wrestler. I did it. I was in the ring. I was world champ. I, was I did champion. all this shit. Yeah. You know, I had the company on my back and it's on SmackDown for however long that happened for whatever fucking reason. Um and the, the stuff with Morrow, and you know, full disclosure, uh, it hits close to home for me because you know, if you followed uh, any uh, of my personal stuff over the past years, and you know, we're both my wife especially is very open about it. She is suffering um, from mental illness, and mental illness is a thing, and it's out there. And uh, Morrow yep. is bipolar. My wife is bipolar. She has a blog about it, and she shares about it, and it. AJ Lee just put out a book talking about being bipolar. Um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. The stories that came out about that, about her not wanting to participate yeah. in an angle, which essentially made fun of mental illness and her being punished. Yeah, she was for kept it. off TV for what, two weeks or two months? Like two months. A long time. They wanted her to be a paranoid schizophrenic on screen, and she's like, eh, there's a history of some mental yeah. illness in my family. I'm not comfortable. Like, okay, well, you don't have to do anything right. now. Yeah, and which shows kind of a level of, of insensitivity 100%. that in mo in modern times with modern employers or, or, or excuse me a modern environment in wrestling you'd think that they'd kind of moved past but I guess not and I'm sure that there are many wrestlers uh, either in the WWE or just in the profession as a whole that suffer from bipolar disorder it's the it's the extra level of sinister added to this where when you got someone like a JBL allegedly fucking with that person. Yeah. That's like, man, that shows like a real level of, of, of crassness and a, la a lack of care. You're so caring in the WWE about concussions and, and the wellness policies right. and all that. But what, what about mental wellness yeah. policies? Yeah, I mean, the, the business from everything we've heard from all of these superstars that we grew up watching is that the business takes its toll on you physically and mentally. There's there's a lot of uh, substance abuse that comes from it. There was, uh, you know, and I think that is slowly changing. Um, you know, back 
back in the day there was a lot more shoot style and they really beat each other the fuck up and there was a lot more yeah. um substance abuse i feel like that as as you alluded to earlier is kind of dying out um with uh, tragically sometimes literally yeah, man tragically, tragically all these wrestlers deaths you see these young guys that have, that they're, they've seen a lot of their heroes die yeah. because of the lives that they led, and they're saying, "I'm not going to walk that same path, and I'm not going to do to my body what Lex Luger did yeah. to his, what Chris Benoit did to his. I'm going to treat myself differently out of the ring with the way I eat, the way I live, the vices I have or yeah. don't. I'll treat myself differently in the ring with the way that I perform and the way that I conduct my business. I'm not going to be doing diving top rope headbutts, sure. which turns my fucking brain into tapioca yeah. pudding and, and, and causes me to do horrible shit. The, they see these guys dying off. I just, I, I, I think, you know, back to the original point that I was, I was talking about was that it's just going to take these guys getting cycled yeah. out. It is, or it's going to take, it's going to take a big stink. Well, something's going to have to happen. Getting a little like, stinky this right now. Thing grows yeah. hair, if this Moro thing grows hair, um, I could see there being some sort of... I don't think JBL goes away. I think JBL might be moved to a backstage agent type thing, but JBL ain't well, going to get out of that does company. Does it get better or get worse if he's backstage more? I don't know. I, I, I would say it's probably six of one, half dozen of yeah. the other. I think he's still going to be with the company. It's going to be more of a surface move, hypothetically, if they ever did something like that, they remove him right. from the broadcasting team. The guy, he's a busy, you know why also, he's a special case, is that Vince likes the law of the jungle. He also appreciates businessmen, and JBL is a goddamn businessman. Yeah. well then. I, I mean, he's a financial specialist. keep him on staff as a uh, consultant. Yeah, but he doesn't have to actually have to be around the boys. Well, I don't, I don't if it, know. Yeah, it's saying, just, if, this, it, if this Morrow thing grows yeah. hair, I could see him. It really, it really one. stuck out to me with, you know, the whole... M- being picked on and with for having the mental illness and it just really it really got me riled up and I think it's you know it's 2017 man these these issues are out there and it's a problem and people have a hard time dealing with things you know Morrow was this was one of his dream jobs growing up was to work and, and uh, work for WWE and call a WrestleMania and because of some heinous shit that happened allegedly um, he had to miss a WrestleMania and may now be gone from the company and that's that's just fucking sad. Is what it is. Well, do you remember the the stink getting back to AJ Lee and mental illness and tying it in with JBL and this culture? Do you remember the AJ Lee neck tattoo uh, situation rumors that were going around? Was, I thought this was a punk thing. Was there something different? No, no. AJ AJ Lee across the back of her neck got the 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 tick mark slash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the date annotates when I believe she won her first women's championship. Uh-huh. And JBL is noted for not liking and making fun of on air. Moro retweeting yes. people, paying him compliments. Right. He doesn't. He is. He is anti Mark. He is. Yeah. He he he, he, he thinks it's embarrassing when those worlds bleed into each right. other, where people uh, buy into compliments, and then he, he for real thought AJ Lee was a total Mark for getting a tattoo on her neck that annotated when she won Can't that. Can't be first proud title of your accomplishments. It, well, apparently it's it's it's, it's Fuck being off. it's being it's being too into your own brand oh, and all that. Jesus. Yeah, go search go search AJ Lee tattoo. I remember that was a story for about yeah. a month that she was catching a little bit of flack from some of the old timers that were rolling their eyes like, oh, bitch, you got written into being a champion. You didn't you didn't actually win the damn thing. What are you getting do tattoos? You, on do you think they would have written her in to be the champion if she hadn't earned it? No. So fuck off. It's still earned. It's yeah. You it's, didn't it's, win it's it in a shoot fight, mentality. but you still earned it. 
Okay. Yeah, you have to earn it. It's a it is a representation of the the quality that you. So the points void. Uh, bring to the table. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's old. So die off, JBL. It's uh, yeah, it's he well, Don't hold your breath. All right, because I think we'll be dead long before yeah, he probably. is. Probably he'll be in there for burritos. I eat. You're probably right. Quite some time. Yes, I've fallen off the wagon food-wise this week. Thank you very much. New toaster oven from GE. <laughs> it has me just smashing calzones. Oh, calzones. Oh. And steak. The low-cal the low calzones. calzones. I put a steak on a calzone. Because in or on? Sometimes I get sad. On. On, on top. top. Impressive. With cheese over top of it to glue it to the calzone. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I like, I like where your head's at right here. It was not good. hang out. I ate the whole thing. I would, too. The whole thing. Also, um, interesting request. I think I might have told you off air. I believe that the Gen on 10 clan, her clan, clan Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod, her crew, uh, would like us clan, to do. Clan when referring to her people. If there's one person I feel safe actually referring to her as being in a clan that could not be mistaken for the clan, it's Gen on 10. Now, if I'm saying people like our Knicks of the world and our... Uh, our you know, gore hounds out there. Yeah, I'm not using the word clan with them because there's a good it. chance. You tell me that the gore hound doesn't have ancestors that rode on horseback through the Come night. Come on, man. Okay. He's Polish. That kid. He's Polish. He set fire to fucking wood hound. He set fire to, to, to cabins not, at I'm some not, point. Nope. Nope. The gore hound. going there. The fucking nope. gore hound. Oh, nope. my God. You nope. have the fucking GameCube of a nickname. Change that shit. Um... Yeah, he's racist. No, he's so not. Stop it. they want us to. He's not. He's a sweet guy with a tiny face, big body, <laughs> tiny face. Stop. He doesn't have enough face. All right, he has a normal size everything, but his face is small. Uh, it's like a silver dollar pancake. Come on, man. I just want to pour fucking syrup on him. Stop it. He's delicious. I want to melt a pat of butter on his head. <laughs> have him for breakfast. When you invited me, like, hey, we're watching WrestleMania. We're at Gorehound. Staying home. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm not I'm not watching WrestleMania with a dude named the Gorehound. He's a very sweet man. Uh, he was a like a lad. Come uh, on. He's yes, he's he's a like a lad and he's he's essentially the OG 538's Baron Corbin. <laughs> Tell me he couldn't be a Corbin. <laughs> he looks like a fucking Corbin. He's kind of got that tall, oh, strong Jesus. neck beardy thing going on. He's he's a lone really wolf. Into fucking, he's a lone wolf. Yes, he's he's a lone yeah. wolf, but he's like he's like a he's Baron Corbin if Baron Corbin turned face. He's face Corbin. <laughs> Okay, he's a Corbin Hound. Right? Okay. That's All it. Right. He's Baron Move Corbin on. Hound. All right. Gen on ten. Pancake pancake face. They want to take us to uh they want us to come to Tennessee. Yeah. To do a SummerSlam broadcast. Oh, it's for SummerSlam. They're thinking this summer they would they're they they would like to. Her and the uh her and the crew might want to have uh you and I head to Tennessee. Okay. To possibly do our first rough house road rough trip. Rough house on the road, yeah. Let's get it done. Rough house on the road. Let's see them shekels. Yeah, I was like, well, you get us yeah. there, and you get us back. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't even need to turn a profit. You just get us there and get us back. Well, That's it. Hurt, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, profit will be nice. Losing time from but, work, uh, but you know, Jen, if you're serious, my sweet, you let me know, and Christoph and Justin I will, will be there with bells one. on. I'll take care of this one, all right? You and the crew and the gentleman and the brother and all that and the family and the mom and all, I think after the year you had where the mountain you guys lived on essentially burnt to the fucking mm-hmm. ground like it had been hit with a goddamn hammer of dawn, I think it's time that, uh, yeah, I think it's time you guys uh, treated yourself to a little Kristoff and Justin. 
making the way to Tennessee, one of the more rectangular states. You'll find. <laughs> so. It is one of the two states with two different time zones. Oh, yeah, is it, is down it the central middle. and eastern? Yep. That in Kentucky. Oh, no shit. Gotcha. I had a redneck stepfather from Tennessee that claimed that he could uh, dunk a basketball and jump up and grab the rim with his toes. That sounds legit. Also said he got in a bar fight with David Carradine, but whenever he'd lean down to get cereal from underneath of the sink, it took him 12 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. You ain't doing none of that Let's, shit. Somewhere he is in Alaska right now. In Alaska? Uh, in bear shit. He's in Alaska. Uh, boy, this is a whole other fucking story sometime. I'll give you the Cliff's notes. He shows up to my work. Says he's moving to Alaska. The radio station? He's bought a Pearl. No, to uh, Borders Books oh, and Music okay, in Waldorf. Right. He has a um, a Pearl Handle revolver that he bought from a local flea market, uh-huh. and he's going to go bear hunting in an anchorage with a handgun. Okay, good luck. And he was never heard from. Yeah. Got to imagine he's that bear shit right well. now. He's bear yeah. shit. He was, he was eaten by a bear. And I'm hoping his fucking white trash bones are bleaching in the Alaskan sun. All right. WrestleMania 33 <laughs> WrestleMania came and went. Happened. No, it came. Yes. And it was there. And it was there. <laughs> it was fucking there. And it happened. Bear shit. Long. Um, long. Uh, just quick. Very long. The Hall of Fame, also really long. But some good speeches, also some long. funny moments, um, some good times. Uh, you know, it was it was a Hall of Fame ceremony. If, if you have the time and you're interested, just put it on in the background and do some shit around the house. Did you catch any yeah, of it? check it out. I watched DDP's speech in that DDP's, he's, he's got good, a great dusty. His Dusty's really good. Um, He does have a good Dusty. Okay, and then uh, TakeOver, real quick. We had um, the mixed gender tag match, Sanity versus Ty Dillinger, Roddy Strong, Ruby Riot, and um, Cassius Ono. Uh, That was a fun match. Good, a lot of of, uh, of mayhem in that match. Cassius has got to fucking do something about that figure. Yeah, tone it up a little bit. I know we live in a new era where people like a Jarek, excuse me, like an Owens yeah. and a Joe don't have to have perfect bodies. That ain't what I'm call- talking about at all. You got a weird fucking midsection, man. <laughs> and you're with the basketball jersey where you tuck it in. Yeah. And goddamn, does he move for a dude with some oomph on him? With some, with some, when he does that pop-up, Shawn Michaels pop-up off your back? Yeah. Not saying you can't go at all. My God, you can wrestle. Uh, fun theme. Love that knockout elbow. Yeah. But I can't. Not look at the belly? that midsection. Yeah. I can't. Joe spreads it out real good. Owen spreads it out real good. But I, when when he does the thing where he, the outfit, the color of the outfit's got to change first. All white. There's like some does purple not on there him. too. Yeah, it he, he looks like a shitty globe. <laughs> he looks he looks like a member of fucking Cinderella joined the globe trotters. Yeah, I uh, I I want him to make it to the main roster. Yeah. I think he's great in the mic. I think he's great in the ring. But I'm going to need you to. Um, you know, it's funny is that when he was KO back in the day, Cash yeah. Sono, uh, he never he's never going to have abs up to his no. neck. I don't expect no. that. But he was he was far he was far more thinned more out tone, in proportion, yeah. little more toned up. Not expecting a big old biggie pecs, none no. of that. Just do some DDP uh, yoga. I, do that, do that. Stretch it out a little bit. Do what you got to do because I think you're great in the ring. I just don't want to focus on your work and not the fact that it looks like um, an abdominal stretch <laughs> might snap your neck. <laughs> so th- there so. was that match. We had the debut of Alistair Black, Tommy End against uh, mm-hmm. Andrade uh, Almas. Um, cool entrance. The man. entrance. The cool entrance was entrance. cool. The theme was cool. The the match was a little sloppy in 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 my 
in my eyes. I don't know. I, I wasn't blown away. And I know this guy. Yeah, that, comes that with match a huge was more sizzling steak. But it didn't. It didn't really set my world on fire. And I'm not like, giving up on the guy by any chance. But it just seemed like there was some. Uh, he didn't. He just didn't, didn't flow to me. I don't know how you felt about it. It's cool seeing Galloway there. Looks like He's Galloway's back, back in yep. the fold. Talk about people coming Drew back, McIntyre. call up, show ups, what have you. So Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, he's going to be back. Yep. I'm hoping that he keeps that Claymore kick. Yeah. That Claymore kick I thought was such a badass move. So, uh, yep, looks like Galloway's going to be a part, or McIntyre, whatever the hell they're going to have him he's go McIntyre. by. McIntyre. He's going to McIntyre. Yeah, he's going to be a part of NXT, which is yes. great because you've obviously got some call-ups. You know, we'll get into that with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, um, yeah I think... Uh, uh, he's going to be a nice welcome veteran addition to that yeah, roster. Yeah, and, and a good um, foil for a Bobby Roode at this point, I think, is yes. the, the smart money. Uh, oh, no, will be up there at some point, too. Um, we had uh, the the tag team match. Again, you put DIY and the Revival in any match together, and it's going to be at least four stars going on five. Arthur's, Arthur's of Pain really turned up, man. They, they really have uh, have tightened their game up, and they looked really good. That tag match was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, the the teaming up spots between the Revival and DIY was really good. Uh, it made sense storyline-wise, and they pulled it off really well. Um, and, I, I you know, I'm fine with the Authors of Pain retaining. Whoever, whoever is the team that finally beats them is going to be fucking made. But um, yeah, whoever beats them, whoever beats Oscar, yeah. you're gonna get a nice, yep. you're gonna get some nice shine yep. to you, Shakara. If you are listening, by the way, Kristoff just accidentally gave you your next great gimmick at your next big event, making their way to the ring to take on the various ants or the various um, whomever's who are the fuckers from the Belfry bats, the uh, the bats, bats. the uh, those know. demon guys, what about. whatever. Wicked. All I need to see, maybe them, maybe those are the people. I just need to see two small, drunk Englishmen with top hats tag teaming on their way to the ring, canes, top hats, monocles, glasses of brandy, stumbling around, drunken kung fu style, the Arthurs of Pain. <laughs> the Dudley Moors of Pain. The Dudley Moore Death Drop, <laughs> where they just the fall Ar- onto you. I was wondering where you The Arthurs of Pain, Shikara. <laughs> fucking book it because it's perfect for you two drunk assholes uh they have they have a they have a valet and it's just a glass with a face drum uh-huh. on it it's called sensational sherry and they're just sherry. drinking sherry oh shikara it's yours great. run with it i never want credit that's for good it. stuff so the and then rude and well, oscar and ember moon too which oh, I thought Asuka was really Ember good. Moon, yes. I thought, uh, you know, Ember Moon not quite there at Asuka's level, but Asuka pretty much full embracing uh, the heel at this point. Yes, cheating. Cheating, pulling the yeah. ref, all that sort of shit. Yes. So, so she's a heel now. She's a full blown yeah, heel. And I'm, I'm all about it. She's, 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 she's sinister enough in her look to be able to pull it off. So uh, I'm anxious to see where that goes or. If I got, I'm guessing Ember Moon will probably get a rematch. I don't know if they're going to hold it over for the next takeover or just do it uh, on the TV show. Man, my little buddy needs all the attention right now. Little kittens, little kittens up here mm-hmm. wanting some pets. Um, oh yeah, I got some fucking kittens upstairs here stomping hey, around right now. And then now. he bites oh. me. I was just nice to you. Kristoff's talking to his cat right now. By the way, being glared at by a nine-year-old in the distance uh, right okay. now. <laughs> Uh, and then it was Bobby Roode and Nakamura. Another, uh, another really good match. It was, you know, it was um, not like high flying, but that's not what I want from those two. They, you know, picked a limb and picked it apart and 
beat each other up, and it was it was a fun match. And you know, the right guy won. Nakamura got the call up on Tuesday, as we'll get to. So he went out on his back, which is a you know another one of those wrestling things that will never die. Um, so yeah, Takeover was a pretty good show. Yeah, I think Takeover was good. Uh, now it led into Mania. Which, man, like you said, uh, uh, when you see something like a takeover and you get you know two good solid hours of entertaining wrestling and you leave and you could still have the energy to go do right. fucking anything, yeah. at the end of a WrestleMania these days, someone made a suggestion, I think it might have been in that Observer newsletter that I read, what would you think about the idea of them doing a two-day WrestleMania with each night being three hours? I'm not opposed to that. I would love. I'm not that. opposed to that. Do it, would it be for each brand or so both brands on each night. Both brands. I mean, literally split that motherfucker yeah. in half. That's it. You sell out the arena twice. Yeah. Uh, people that can go to one show might not go to the other. You might be able to sell double the tickets. My God, you'll be yeah. able to put. If there's a seventy thousand seat arena, you fill it up twice with one hundred and forty thousand bucks, or you do double packages. It's either two hundred bucks sure. for a ticket or three fifty for both days, or something. It's a great idea. It just just to give. A, I need a breather because I'm telling you, I was holding my eyes open yeah. at the end of this thing, not because the matches are putting me to sleep. It was just because I'm like I'm fucking tapped out. Yeah. It was a, I'm it was beat, a long man. Day. Between between pre match and interviews and promos and. Videos, and yeah. uh, the video, the video setups for everything. Um, instead of instead of beating up every single match on the card, which will take forever in a day, much like WrestleMania, let's just let's hit our our, our high points, low points, and WTF points. Holy shit! Uh, what what's going on over he's there right like now? Trying to he's <laughs> trying to get on my computer right now. <laughs> you see the guy, dude? The fuck? Get down, please. It's this go, sweetheart. Thank you. Go sweet, go sweet, white kitty. Um, <laughs> professor wants to play on the computer. Yes, uh, professor, okay. get back here. Get back in your chair. Um, get back in your fucking. Okay, so chair. first highlight was the first pre-show match. Man, the cruiserweight match was pretty much what I wanted it to be. Um, they did some high flying stuff. Aries, you know, came out to a huge pop. Neville continued to do the heel shit. Great. Um, there was a top rope Frankensteiner that looked great. Um, Neville hit the red arrow. Um, ouch, fucker! And he bit me, and and, and I, I I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it too. I thought the right man won. Yeah. Um, I think Neville's had more heat. I think I like seeing Aries chase. Uh, and then we had our uh, we had our, our battle royal. Holy shit, Mojo winning. Yeah, didn't have which that coming. Was a f- didn't see that coming. I I, I get I it. Don't I get it? Why? Yeah. With Gronk. the mainstream fold in yeah. with Gronk, but zero follow up. Well, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're. No Strowman. Strowman and Show are these two monsters. Mm-hmm. They get in the best shapes of their lives or his life and Show. And Strowman's been on a fucking mm-hmm. roll. But then for for Mojo Raleigh to win the whole damn thing, and then do we we didn't see him? Mojo had a promo this on week. SmackDown. That's it. He had a promo on SmackDown. Yes, we did. Backstage correct, promo in front of the Andre uh, statue. That was it. What are they going to? What are they going to do know. with that though? I feel like that would have been much. I don't know. I feel like there's you're getting more out of having a Strowman win or even a show repeat. Maybe, for all maybe we know, maybe he goes for the IC title. Who is the? Oh, it's Ambrose. Ooh, Ooh. God damn I it! Know. I guess I am just. I am not, and I get it. Trust me, I had a thousand people, and I was motherfucking them on air on the on my radio show. 
uh, point out that Mojo is from Maryland. Yeah. Y- y- you know what? I don't, I don't give care. a shit. All right. If the Cottonmouth Kings are from Maryland, I ain't listening <laughs> to their fucking music. I don't give a fuck if they live in my neighborhood. I ain't listening to that Guys. garbage. I don't care. It's I can't get into it. He's like a fucking hyper poodle. He is. I'm born and raised in Baltimore, and I'm fucking tired of the Maryland flag being on fucking everything. Please knock it off. Please. Can yeah, we knock it off? I, I get having. Can we knock it off? I get having state pride. I got no problem with putting put, put a flag everything. on shit. It's, it's my. Well, this is from where I'm from. I should like it. Like you know what? Uh, I ate a Bertha's mussels and I got sick as fuck once. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go. In, I'm not gonna slap that fucking green bumper sticker on my goddamn yeah. car. I don't give a shit. The ton right, of terrible things my, about this state. Okay. Yeah, it just because oh, it's it's that's a thing that I recognize. Yeah. Well, he he won. Let's see what they do with it. I was hoping it'd be Stroman. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get any Strowman follow-up, did we? Mm, he went up uh, and got in Brock Lesnar's face. Yeah. And that was yeah, about it. Yeah, no, we did. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I'm, it's been, I watched Raw live that yeah. night, which is why my memory is a little bit hazy about it. Um, and then we find out. we found out uh, what happened with the women's match getting bumped mm-hmm. up, what match had to get bumped down, and... Sure enough, it was the IC title yeah. that gets bumped down to Corbin and Ambrose. That's a bummer. I think the last time the Intercontinental Championship was on the pre-show was 29 because I was there when uh, Barrett beat Miz and then Miz beat Barrett the following night to win it back or vice versa. Do you think there was any sort of maliciousness to that? We're like, okay, you know what? You're out, you're getting Probably. an IC on the pre-show and you're going to get the woman second to last. Hey, you wanted to be on the big show? Uh, you want to be on the big show, do you? We're going to put you on second to fucking last you, you needed to have some kind of cooler though after right before because that was right after brock and goldberg right it's, you're sandwiched that in between brock and, and goldberg and undertaker's retirement yeah. like you're okay you got the main show and we're making you the piss break yeah they officially they're like you guys are the official piss break of wrestlemania 33 as good a match as you might perform and what a great heartfelt moment it is for naomi to return and win mm-hmm. and you guys are essentially just trading some great maneuvers in there. Because well, they didn't have time because uh, the show a... was already running fucking six hours long. Yeah, so there you go. You're on the main card. You got Everyone got what you want. Your match is six minutes. No one gives a shit because they're all leaving to go piss yeah. after Goldberg Brock. And they want to get back before Roman and Taker. Maybe they'll catch the ass end yeah. ears. I thought they put them in a very suspect position. We totally shot ourselves in the foot on that one because I feel like if that match was on the pre-show, they would have had time to put on a decent affair. But instead, yep. it was just I think they would have spot, had... spot, 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 new champ. Yeah, really. And again, a great feel-good moment. Naomi from the area. She yeah. wins it. Feel the glow. She walks off. Not a bad match. But or did, would you rather have had a long, entertaining match on the pre-show where everyone could show off their capabilities yeah. Or like you just said, spot, 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 the end. Okay, let's get ready for the main right. event. Yeah. Which is all it was. Like, okay, you got your main you got you got your main yeah. roster, but or excuse me, uh, main card. Kind of a bummer. Look watch out what you wish. And for. then um Orton or not Orton. We'll get to that bullshit. Um Corbin and uh Ambrose quickly on on the uh pre show, not a very good match. And better one on Raw. Better one on SmackDown. Or SmackDown, and, um, excuse me. And Kind of, I was shocked that they didn't do the title change. I thought Corbin was going to walk out the champ because Ambrose has been doing really nothing with it. But I'm sure they're leading up to it at some point. But uh, yeah, it was underwhelming, uh, underwhelming match. So there's not really much to talk. It's about funny that. that the matches. I think the theme of the night to me was that the the matches that I thought were going to be great were not, and the matches that I was kind of rolling my eyes yeah. at ended up being either superb or surprising. Yeah, like the first uh, match like, on the main show, Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. 
The match that we had no business seeing, didn't care to see, made no sense. Why are they doing this? They're wasting AJ. Shane should just be uh, a a featured spectacle, a special attraction. Best match of the night as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's tough to argue that. I mean, Shane McMahon really showed up. Shane McMahon showed up. AJ made him look like a million bucks. They were able to get their shit in without without having to have him do any horrible fall from the rafters type stuff. Yeah. He still got his holy shit moments in with a missed oh, shooting star press. Beautiful shooting star, by uh, the way. Which is beautiful. You know, and right off the top knees. rope, landed blasted his Ooh. goddamn knees. That match was goddamn amazing. Yeah. It was it was an entertaining as hell match. I'm glad they put that thing on. So the ref bump was a bit of an eye roll, but I know why they had to do it because, you know, it was a wrestling match and AJ's or, um, you know, you mean the head kick. Well, yeah, the, with the ref taking the Pele. Where the kick. ref got kicked in yeah, the head yeah, yeah. by the Pele right. kick. I was okay yeah. with it. So, so they, they had to do the, the coast shit. to coast and stuff like that. I get it, but it was yeah, all it was that like, stuff. Oh, but it was it was you know like and for the ref to be out for that long without anybody else coming in, like it's no problem. Yeah, I know, I, like I know. That. I like that. I was, I was like, okay, picking... it's time to get nuts. Time for them to get a little, to get a little <laughs> and crazy. They did. I don't want to see them just wrestle all night. And AJ, you know, like you said, he could put on a five star match with a bowling ball right now. Uh, he's he's really that good. damn yes. good. Uh, so yeah, that was the most surprising uh, of the night. And Shane put on his worker uh, boots. Man, he looked re- he looked he did. I've never seen him look like more like a professional wrestler. Yep, he held his own. His strikes looked better. Yeah, his his the, the, the grappling exchange on the ground yeah. at first, where they're swapping submissions and shit. Yeah. I'm like, this is this is fun. This is a great match. And as far as I'm concerned, that that for me was the most entertaining match of the night. Now it's probably a combination of my hopes being so low for right. it, and it being so early on the card sure. when my energy was still sure. up. Had that been towards the end of the night, I would have been kind of dragging. Yeah. Had uh, I really expected to see some sort of cage, scaffold, ladder, something, yeah. uh, my, my expectations would have been higher. But it 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 under-promised and over-delivered on every level. Agreed. Agreed. So I'm curious yeah. to see where AJ goes. We have a superstar shakeup coming on Monday. So, yeah. um, you know, rumor has it that Styles will be going to Raw. Um, who knows who's going to come to SmackDown. <clears throat> so and it looks like Reigns may be sticking around on Raw at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Keep him there. Um, curious to see who will who will head over to SmackDown. Rumored to be New Day heading to SmackDown to liven up the uh, tag team division there. So we'll we'll, we'll yeah. see if that pans out. Um, Jericho and Owens I thought had a really good match um, as a culmination of their feud. To me, that was a Jer- second best match of the night. Jericho team. still at his age. God bless him, man. He's still. Like he did, like a he turned a lion salt into a flip. He landed on his feet. Like the guy's forty five years old. That's impressive as hell. And, and, and Owens did what I needed to see Owens do, which is just look like a mauler. Yes. He looked like someone much like what Joe's been doing, right. which again, absent from Mania, not even in the battle royal. Head scratcher. Well, there. If he had him um, in there, he'd have to lose or win. And if he wasn't going to win, yeah, then he'd have to have be someone, thrown out. Or have someone throw him out that was like, oh, okay, now you and I are going to fucking go. Yeah, but he's going to fight Rollins, um, so that's... That's the, that's the few they're programming so, yeah. him for by the sound yeah. of it. I think they're starting Which to I'm re- fine with. do some pre-release on tickets. Oh, I'm completely fine yeah. with that. I'm very excited, actually, to see how they storyline those two into it if Triple H is involved yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, Jer- Jericho is coming off what I consider to be the best year of his career. Yeah. 
an absolute turnaround from Cool Dad. Uh, some of the best stuff that he's done since he was being overlooked. I, I remember when he was being overlooked in WCW and you could tell he didn't give a fuck yeah. and was doing whatever he felt like. That was a very entertaining year with him. The shit that he did with Michaels was great. Then he hit some lulls as a face and then came raging back. And this was a very satisfying uh, conclusion to that. The finger really on the rope. That. Holy shit. The Tell me you didn't pop at that. The finger on the rope was amazing. It was so good. And it was so, kind of a callback so to the painting, the creation of Jericho. Ah, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Do you think that's what the, they might have done with that? Maybe with not, the, um, but you know, either, maybe, either way, you can look at it that way. It's fun to. Still cool. Yeah. Still cool. The match was fun and very, and very, the, very much enjoyed. The um, apron powerbomb continues to be. Uh, a very devastating okay. maneuver and looks painful. As yeah, fuck, it gives too. me gives me the, gives me the oogies it watching does. that pop off. It does. Yeah. Somehow that doesn't dislocate shoulders, but being tossed into a barricade willy nilly does. Eh. Yeah, popping shoulders out of the yeah. side, left and right. Um, what else do we have? We had tag team match, big return. Oh my gosh, dude! I I that pop was that will go down in history as one of the biggest pops in pro wrestling history, without a doubt. Crowd went that nuts. That pop when the Hardy Boys returned and the New Day set it up and faked it. Well, yeah, they did. Well, you've got the three teams in there. Uh, you've got Sheamus Cesaro. You've got uh, Good Brothers you've and got the Good Cass. Brothers. And then you have the New Day come out to say, "Hey, in their ring gear. there's one more team in their ring gear and starting to take off the ring gear." Yeah. And then my worst fears are realized <laughs> when I hear their old theme. Yes. Now, let's sidetrack here for a second. Yeah, please. I want to talk about this. I'm going to make a prediction right now. It is April 8th, 2017. Okay. They are not going to be with the company at this point next year. Okay. The Hardy Boys will not be. The Hardy Boys are looking like they're going to be the Hardy Boys again. They are going to be Team Extreme again. Look at the outfit. Look yes. Look at the interviews. I think they are getting rid of the broken stuff. Maybe they'll transition it into something. Yeah. But it ain't going to be what got them to the dance. I, and that is a huge concern for me. I think that the only reason they're not doing the broken thing right now is because of the pending lawsuit and C&Ds that Anthem has sent. I th- And now the WWE legal team is on the Hardy side. So I think that this is kind of a reintroduction to the Hardys. They got the big pop. They got the titles. And I think I actually I think it kind of works better than coming in as broken because then you can s- kind of do the descent into broken again once they get the legalese figured out. Um, I hope they do. Yeah, I think that's where the I smart just, money is. Why not just wait though? Because it's and WrestleMania just, and get them and keep them. Yeah, but still, WrestleMania would not have would not have suffered by not having them no. There. But you got a WrestleMania moment. You got people talking about it. And it's the nostalgia. Everybody's about nostalgia these days. They're about nostalgia, but now it looks like they're going to have them out there, unbroken, hardy classic style. And you have the worries that, to me, my worry is that, okay, let's just say they get this Anthem bullshit uh, figured out. And Anthem isn't going to be quick to give that stuff up unless there's a suitcase full of money. And the WWE is in spendthrift when it comes to that sort of stuff. Don't expect this deleted shit to come back. It might. But don't expect them to, because look, there was absolutely zero lawsuits involved when Bully Ray returned and went right back to Bubba Ray, went right back to Team 3D. Well, yeah, because they weren't doing the gimmick that they used in TNA. With a gimmick that got him back to prominence. Well, yeah, yeah, and it was a nostalgia run and it fizzled out. 
No, I, I get yep. what you're well, saying. Sound, the, the, the roadmap, as short as it's been so far, is right there with what they did with the Dudley boys, which turned them into a nostalgia. Nostalgia turned into meh, turned into we're gone. Right. But um, Bully Ray was never as over as the Brokens, for one. Um, no. Whether that be in TNA or on any indies or or anybody. I mean, Broken, Matt, and, and Brother Nero. Broken was huge. Massive, huge. But as far as a career transformation, the transformation was as big as Deleted. Yeah. It wasn't as over and it wasn't as prominent as Deleted, but the, 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 the Bubba Ray, Bully Ray to 5150 Bully, the shape that he got himself yeah. in, was incredible. And then WWE just went and put that old coat of paint on it again. And in this case, they've taken. I would. I would say it would have made more sense to to change Bully back to Bubba, and like, okay, well, that didn't work. There was over here before. To then have the 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 Hardys. The only reason that they're back. The only reason was because of the deleted stuff. People still love the Dudley Boys in their old Dudley Boy form. Sure. People stopped giving about the, giving a shit about the Hardy Boys with Team Extreme and whatever yeah. else and the Superstar Antichrist or whatever the fuck he was doing. The only thing that got them back to the dance was the deleted broken stuff. And that's not that not being there, it's gotta get there soon. It's or, or not at well, all. I gotta imagine and with the WWE lawyers behind it, they'll they'll figure out something relatively quickly. I mean, they're not doing every now and then, Matt, like in a couple of the backstage videos you know, broke a little bit and did like a premonition or something like that. Yeah. Or he'll do the, the slash whenever people yeah, are chopping, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll he'll say the delete, delete and all thing, that yeah. sort of stuff. And he, he, he won't actively start a champ, but he'll, he'll, they'll play into it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that it will show up and I think it, it will, uh, you know, or at least hope it will go over as well here as it did elsewhere. And just, I just hope it happens soon. Yeah. They can't. They can't well, do it this summer. Don't wait too long, or we're going to stop giving a. Fuck. I mean, the the nostalgia pop will will and hangover will last for a little bit. They'll they'll be into Team Extreme for a little bit, um, but and it's also kind of a double standard because Ring of Honor when the Hardys were there, that's when the Anthem lawsuit came up, and they wouldn't let them do the broken thing. But then, uh, Bubble Ray, Bully Ray, Bully Ray shows up in Ring of Honor, and not a whisper or word from Anthem about that gimmick. So it's a total double standard, and it shows you how much over uh, the Hardys were, more so than, than oh, Bully yeah. Ray. Oh, yeah. No one's fighting over the 5150 or Bully Ray. That wasn't like a, a as I said, a massive right. uh, transcendent gimmick. They're like, yeah, go ahead, do it. You just but basically still. put on a beanie and got in shape. Yeah. It was the deleted thing. was literally the only thing keeping TNA's head above water uh, for, for quite some time as far as being uh, legitimate. So yeah, I could see why they'd want to keep the damn thing, but they're not going to do anything with it. So go to the boardroom table, work something out. I, I don't care what, but figure something out quick for you, TNA, to not look like a bunch of dickheads that are keeping right. us from getting something that we want, Which, and yeah. B to keep the Hardys relevant because old Hardy doing the finger to the head and mouth and, yeah. and Swanton shit. I don't care about Swantons anymore. I don't care about Jeff coming off the top of the ladder anymore. I don't. I don't care about twists of fate and all it's that sort done. of stuff. It's been done. You've done it. And there's people doing it better now. You've got 205ers doing 10 times crazier shit. Yeah. You've got the, the Team Extreme thing doesn't apply anymore. You're in a no man's land if you stick with that. When I saw him come out there in that fucking shiny shirt again. I know. It's, it's I was, very I was dated. Like, oh, fuck me. It looks very it's dated. super fucking dated. That's another thing. Thank you. That I was thinking to myself was like, this looks very dated right now. And I'm glad they're back. I popped harder shit. Everybody did. Yeah. But then they're not letting them on the mic at all. 
They did this stuff backstage, but right. I mean, I need to see it on television. Yeah. It's it's Agreed. it's too minuscule of a percentage of your audience doing the stuff online on the network on, you know, uh, uh, raw talk or whatever the fuck you call yeah. it. I need to see them on screen talking, moving forward. Because if they're in their, if they stay in their current form, they're gone by Mania next year. If they don't get them back to being deleted and broken soon, they're going to be an afterthought, and they're going to job them out to younger teams. Probably, like the revival yeah. who showed up on Raw, which was great, taking out the which new day. was fucking fantastic. And, that, and it's the same thing as Enzo and Cass. You have to debut some of these new guys um, at in at these crap crowds because they're just immediately super over and then other crowds will catch on um in peoria and friggin other hick places that don't know these these raws and smackdowns after after mania are the best and worst shows of the year it's true they are i i am so excited for the debuts but at the same time i would love to drop a tungsten rod on that fucking crowd and watch how quickly wrestling improves overnight just by i mean a goddamn orbital strike on that crowd too damn smart. Uh, the beach ball, the bu- the beach ball bullshit. Right. The corn dick chance. And by the way, for a a sea of people that hate Roman Reigns, uh-huh. you guys made him on Monday. Yep. You guys made yep. him on Monday. The crew that hates him so much, pat yourselves on the back because you just made him as relevant as he's ever been. Hundred percent. Courtesy of your pure hatred and one of the most. Beautiful segments I think I've seen on Raw, on WWE, in years with that 15-minute-long chant, F you, you suck, go home, we don't want you, finally brings the mics to his lips, my yard now. Drops it. I wanted to flip a coffee table over. He is like top three for me right now. I couldn't be more excited for Roman Reigns. That's exactly what he needed to do. Just to see what happens moving forward. That's exactly what he needed to do. No big long soliloquies. Yes. No big. How happy were you, or were people that with a halfway logical head on their shoulders, that there was no? I had such great respect for him, right? And it hurts me as much as it hurts you. Mm-hmm. And I'm the big dog, and I'm the guy. Nope. nope. Fuck you. Mine now. Yep. I fucked her better. She's mine now. <laughs> and walked off. It was beautiful. They wanted him to get flustered. They wanted him to get tripped yep. up. He's he's a heel. At this point, he's a heel. Right. He ain't a good guy anymore. Is The only thing that would lead me to believe otherwise were the announcers on Raw that night. Like, oh, this is one of those crowds yeah. that cheer the people that they like and they or that they hate and they they, they boo the people that they Which actually nobody like. Nobody buys like, that shit. Why do you even say it? No it, make, it just sounds bad. Stop. It sounds really bad. Yeah. It's slapdick. Corny. So I think we're going let, to let's see the evolution of Reigns yeah. moving forward because the rumor now is that it's going to be um, uh, Reigns and Cena. Now for WrestleMania that people are talking about, Brock and, Brock and Reigns. Reigns next year at WrestleMania uh, for the title. I'm again. now reading Cena. What in Reigns? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. If you search on where did I read that at today? Because that was what I thought was going to be Brock and Reigns. Uh, hold on, let's get a look here. Um, yeah, the WWE mentions John Cena, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 34 dream matches. Yeah, that it's it's in some of their promo materials. They're putting out, they are starting to now tease Cena mm. and Reigns, mm. which uh, we'll see. I mean, what's that do for for Brock? I think Brock and Strowman. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that beef on beef. Uh, I mean, if they're going to pull that through. We're, we're a year. year away, so it's hard to 
have any idea where anything is going. I mean, I would love, there's a ton of matches. I want to, you know, Brock and Balor. I'd like to see Brock and Joe. I'd like to see Brock and Owens. I'd like to see, um, yeah. Cage side seats 19 hours ago, uh, seeds being planted by the company. WrestleMania 34 in new Orleans. I don't necessarily Cena wanna, versus reigns. I mean, they're putting feelers out, it. you know? Yeah. They're putting some feelers out. want to gauge thing. reaction, which is fine. Yeah. They've done that before. I'm all about it. I'm about it. I got no problem with that. Just let him go in being a full tilt dickhead. Let him be a, just a massive prick. What did you think? And we'll get to the taker match in a, in a few. What did you think about Rollins and Triple H? I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. You know, my problem with that match was, was that, and this is my problem with shit with Nakamura. This is my problem with some shit in Lucha. This is some of my problems with a lot of, uh, with, with, who else could I mention off the top of my head? Um, Cena. I'll think of some. Uh, Sometimes. Poor selling. Yeah. Poor selling. Your whole thing was how fucked up your knee right. is. How jacked up your knee is. And then they didn't really sell the knee very much to the point where they're doing maneuvers that rely on the that, knee. Yeah, that's the problem. He didn't change up his um, moveset to go along with the storyline. The storyline was there, but he still did all his high-flying shit where he landed on his he knees He did all that time. sort of stuff. That I was like, wait a minute. Like, I could see if you were doing it and, oh, my God, my knee, my knee. Like, he sold the shit out of his knee on Raw. Yeah. When he paired up with Balor, which, what the fuck is that about? Right. And Owens and Jericho, excuse me, Owens, Owens and, and, Joe, and Joe getting yeah. together. But he sold his knee massively on Monday. But at WrestleMania, where he was doing far more brutal maneuvers, um, he wasn't really selling that his knee was that banged up that much. Yeah. And I was kind of, eh, all right. I mean, I'm glad... That, uh, his knee you know, is good. It was his knee is good, line. and he he went over, and Steph went through a table, which we only have one more Shield member to go before all three of them have knocked her around at WrestleMania. That's true. So Dean Ambrose, next year's your year. Saddle up, buddy. So uh, obviously Triple H did his normal Triple H entrance with his tricycle and a couple of local beat cops. <laughs> was, um, that was one of his worst entrances ever, if not his worst. Not a great entrance. The 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 motor trike. Is kind of fucking stupid looking. It is. It's doesn't look it's badass. It's sort of at cheesy all. looking. No, and you know what? I know Stephanie McMahon's with you. I don't need her out there over scowling with her weird outfits on. Oh no, I was into I those leather pants. I'm into them, but man, is that a bad cut of, cut of veal hanging over the edge of that seat? When they zoom in on her ass at the back end of that thing, it was a weird looking butt hanging over that. Go watch it again. Her butt hangs over that seat in a weird way. Well, it wasn't a large was like, seat. E- it was just a little he ledge. Didn't do a didn't do a lot for me. I just think a tricycle. You had a fuck. You were riding a tricycle. The intro was garbage. The intro was not one of his better ones. No, it was um, worse than Terminator. What did you think about the fucking ramp? It was fucking forever. It was forever. Guys, New Japan looked at that ramp and said, "That's too long." Okay, because <laughs> New Japan has some fucking. Ramps that yeah. start in Osaka and end in Tokyo, and that thing, people were like, people were, you'd see like the women's match towards the end of the night, you'd they see there'd be like three down. people yeah. on the ramp uh-huh. before the next person's music fired well, off, and then the next music's person's yeah. fired off. They were also off. running really late at that point, too, so they didn't really Really, have really time. late. Uh, <laughs> but yes, it was it was an entertaining match with a good story to finish it, but I was, I was like, I, I I felt like you undo you, you you went and undid everything you did with the knee shift. Yeah, through the way it was done. Yeah, no, and I and I like the match. I like the payoff. I like Rollins going over. Uh, no Joe. Really thought I was gonna get some Joe yeah, there. Me too. 
was and that's you know I'll I'll give WWE credit for as much as we bitch throughout the rest of the year about um distractions and interferences there was not one the entire weekend not at NXT and no. not at WrestleMania and that is very something clean. very hard for them to do <laughs> so kudos yes. to them for pulling that off um as much as very we very expected clean. to see Joe I was kind of happy that we didn't cuz I think Rollins really needed a clean win over Triple H to um to cement his his babyfaceness um, but yeah, the, the knee thing was a bit of a problem, but, but otherwise if they would just would have removed the knee thing, I think it would have been a fine, fine match. We wouldn't have any, uh, negatives to say about it. Yeah. If they could have just, I don't know, maybe cut some time earlier on the show or something like that, even though that actually, you know, that's not true. That match went on for quite some time. It was time almost a half hour. It was like 26 it. minutes. Yeah. That match, like, you know what? That match was nice and long. Uh, if they could have just had him seem far more vulnerable than he did. I wanted to see a little bit more vulnerable of a Seth. Uh, Yeah. Uh, he didn't. I was never scared for his knee once. Right. Yeah. That's where the After whole. After I saw him pulling some of those maneuvers, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna be. Fine. Yeah. That's where the whole injury angle kind of kicks you in the butt or uh, bites you in the ass a little bit. Yeah. Let's get... because then again on Monday, all they're doing is selling how fucked up his knee. I know, is. but he still he was cleared. He wasn't cleared to wrestle Mania, but even after that match, he was cleared to wrestle on Raw by the doctors. Which you know, yeah. you just. You've had all trying. the time in the world to rest. Yeah. You're not allowed to wrestle. Right. You just got done with WrestleMania where you're doing fucking corkscrew moonsaults. Right. Good to go. He finally landed the Phoenix Splash, though. He's been trying to land that match uh, or that move ever since he showed up. He's finally yes. got... Uh, to my recollection, that's the first time he nailed a Phoenix Splash. Um, if it's happened, I can't remember. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the uh, lowest of the low point of the evening, the WWE World Championship match. <sighs> Man, what a shame that was. Man, that was a shame. It was... It was uh, just bad all around. Now, the the um, the fucking what do you call it? projector stuff on the on the ring, the ring match. Yeah, it was a little hokey, but honestly, I was kind of into it. Un- I loved until it, it didn't work. <laughs> Which could be that can be the the uh, theme of the entire Bray Wyatt career in WWE. I was into it until they didn't pay it off. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I saw that happening, and while the in ring action was kind of subpar at that point, I wasn't I wasn't into it as much. I for some reason I felt like they just didn't gel. I feel like their their chemistry just wasn't there. Yeah. But I started seeing that. I'm like, okay, this is just not this isn't a traditional match. This is Bray Wyatt. There's there's supernatural forces at work here. There's you know there, there's Sister Abigail's influence and all this sort of stuff and he's rubbed yeah he, he's rubbed her powers all over right. him and and all this sort of stuff I'm like okay I expect some fun supernatural shit and I did dig the imagery but I was expecting a payoff yeah, there wasn't in one. some way that they were going to see I don't know a new Wyatt family member maybe a returning Eric Rowan maybe one day Matt Fowler I hope you get your wish and there is Sister Abigail right. in the ring. Or at least some wheelchair-looking thing or a rocking chair at the top of the ramp. I mean, imagine having that. Imagine having like some weird, crooked wheelchair just rolling down that ramp yeah. slowly towards the ring, almost ethereally, like there's a spirit in the damn thing. Lights go out, lights come back up, there's someone sitting and it veiled, distracts Orton, Wyatt gets the pin, something, awesome. and then boom, RK over. Right. And it's like, what? Out of like, nowhere. Well... Literally what just out of nowhere. And I get it. It's an RKO out of nowhere. Seemed very abrupt. Yeah. And even, you know, I know the RKO is more over than Orton, but even the RKO has kind of, 
sure, it got a big pop, but it's not like, you know, a year or two ago when it was that guy doing RKOs in public out of nowhere or whatever. Like, that's when yeah. you put the RKO cr- over like crazy. I just don't know. And I'm, maybe they, I'm sure they have, I would hope they have some kind of plan going forward uh, with Orton and Wyatt. I, I just, it just made zero sense to me. The lack of payoff for the, the supernatural stuff was maddeningly disappointing. And just another Randy Orton title reign. I know he hasn't been champion since Brian at like Mania. That's I think that was the last time he held the, the championship. He lost in that yeah. triple threat with Brian and Batista at 30. So it had been, it's been a couple of years, but. Is that really a re- reason enough to put the championship on him at this point? I just, I just don't know. I would have loved to have seen Bray retain that yeah. and and, and Orton dominant. to uh, Orton to you know Orton can get his comeuppance on SmackDown or or I would have liked to have seen the continuation with that. God damn it, I couldn't beat Wyatt on my own, so now I have to forge this unholy alliance with Harper, right. and we have to make that into a thing, or that alliance falls apart, and Harper and Orton go back into a feud, and Wyatt can move on to I would not mind Wyatt and, and AJ kind of because AJ kind of came out as a tweenish yeah. heel thing on Smackdown where he gave Shane all the respect yeah. in the world fake little punch haha I'm still the man yeah. I would not have minded to see them transition into that kind of a program but uh didn't get that maybe even I mean obviously it's way too soon for Nakamura but you know he's going to be a main eventer at some sure. point or let Miz transition back into that yeah I uh I will watch this feud but I think it was not the uh, it wasn't as satisfying a payoff as I would have hoped, and frankly, the match was just sort of meh. Yeah, it, it, I I just don't I didn't like really anything from it aside from the the sorcery that 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 Bray pulled out. Uh, real quick, would you- such a shame too, such a good build up because you know I'll, I'll reflect on the match like we did AJ and Shane. Yeah. We didn't expect a lot, weren't promised a lot, right. and they were giving us the world. Opposite. Then with this, we got you know such a great lead up and such interesting stuff going on, and the. The, the payoff was uh, yeah, and, and then you have stuff with like Cena Miz, oh, which yeah, I forgot about that. was fantastic <laughs> on the way up, and the match paid was, off at WrestleMania. Yeah, the the match wasn't great, but it wasn't about the match. It was about the moment after the match that we all saw coming a mile away, and the proposal's fine. It it worked. It it worked better than we thought it would when we were talking about it last week. I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was I I thought it was fun. I thought uh, Cena definitely came from behind. I thought uh, at some point. I, I thought uh, I I enjoyed it. I wish they could have gone a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Maurice and 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 Nikki didn't get a ton of time, no. probably on purpose, because yeah, of Maurice yeah. probably not being to her her level of a, of a of a of a competitor. But also, Nikki, but is I, I thought it was a very injured her neck. Yes, she's taking some time off. Yeah. John's taking some time off. That was a very 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 serviceable match. Was I was very entertained by with a a fun warm proposal at the end and you know i was completely incorrect in my prediction that that crowd would boo and hiss yeah. on them they did not know that crowd was very supportive and very cheering so uh good on that crowd there for letting those two have that moment. yeah yeah and i, I like the way the miz played into the crowd a little bit early on in the match jumping up yeah. on the uh i think he started a yes chant at some point too which was which was good yeah the match was fine it wasn't like you know a barn burner and and cena wins lol and it's fine and the proposal was fine it was just a fine it was that's that's your typical wrestlemania match you know yeah that was a good it was a good feud leading up great feud leading up uh with a nice satisfying the good guy wins the the heroine and the prince gallop off into the mm-hmm. sunset it was it was it's a tale as old as time but told well as entertaining and they told it well. yeah uh, another thing that was told really well was the story of nia Jax in that uh fatal four-way i think that, yeah. that they really 
did a good job building her as a monster, taking all three of those women to uh, to defeat her. The uh, double, what do they do? Like a, a super kick into a side rush and double side rush and leg sweep or something like that. They did like a three person combo move on her that looked fucking dope. Um, but yeah, that she looked great coming out of that. You know, Sasha looked fine. Charlotte is Charlotte, who's amazing, and Bailey, you know, retained. So the match was pretty good too. Charlotte did that corkscrew moonsault off the. T- Holy shit! Ooh. Beautiful. She's Beautiful so move. damn good at her job. She is so damn good. God, I want her to get that. Uh, I want her to get that title back. And it looked like Sasha got eliminated very quickly. Yeah. After Nia Jax, to her, not a lot, nothing, and I'm reading into this way too much. Nothing about her performance post Nia prior to being eliminated screamed we have we have a ton of faith in this girl. I, I, I know she's injury prone, we've talked about it before. Yeah. It seemed like they were like, Okay, Nia's out, get Sasha out and let's get on to the match. But it seemed like okay, good. Well we got one out, get the other I out. I didn't really now, I didn't really see that, but you could have a point there. She just go, go back and watch it. Seemed like a very quick, okay, we're done, get that big you know, bag of purple hair out of here and right. let's get on with the wrestling. Maybe. Uh, yeah. well, who knows we'll we'll see how they transition moving I forward I think I read Charlotte maybe heading to Smackdown okay um, which and then and then Bliss would come over I think oh wow a little, really? little swaparoo there which I think would liven, liven up both divisions Bliss and Bailey would be fucking yeah. great oh. you know the, the, the nerd girl versus yeah. the, the, the cheerleader and all that I've, I've, oh, I've that run that wonderful. match over many a time in my head oh, I bet you've run something over there's something um, thinking about them butts fucking grinding around oh man show. Good lord! But yeah, I, I enjoyed the women's match, uh, the Raw women's match. Okay, so the two, the two big, uh, the two main main events, Brock and Goldberg. First of all, why the fuck did he have to do his entire fucking entrance from the back? That ramp was forever long to begin with, and then he's walking another fucking five minutes from the back to the front. At that yeah, late that was, in the show, uh, I was furious. That was a head scratcher. I didn't need to see that. Yeah, you know, his I, uh, you know, it's you don't have, doesn't have to do it. Yeah, like I, I get that that's his bit that he's being summoned, but you needed to make a special instance that night. Like, guys, right. you have a half a mile to walk to the yeah. ring. We could skip that part. Well, you know what we do? We'll put a we'll put a door halfway down if you'd like. Right. You could headbutt. It would be great if the whole ramp was just lined with doors from IKEA <laughs> that he could just <laughs> headbutt, headbutt through. Just, he just juggernauts all the way down. <laughs> he just does a juggernaut, blasts all the way through it. He gets to that last door. Kitty Pride grabs his right. ankle. Oh my God! It's Heyman dressed like Kitty, and he phases him into the ramp. Nothing he can oh, do. Brock kicks him in the man, head. He just made an X three. Uh, yep. Oh man, that movie was Only so good bad. Part of that movie. That movie. I'm the Juggernaut, Not a great bitch. Film. Oh Christ. Oh God, you guys fucking scripted a meme. Mm-hmm. You scripted mm-hmm. a fucking meme into it. Yep. You wonder why people consider it the fucking low point next to Wolverine Origins. Yeah, it's a little better so, than Origins, but I still haven't seen Logan. A fucking little. killing me. Man, I still haven't seen Rogue One. They cut the girl's head <laughs> off in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> How do you kill X23? Immediately, oh, stop it. Um, so you haven't read anything about Logan. You have, you don't know anything about it. You've done a good job of staying away. Mostly, from Mostly, yeah. It, like, mostly, I've stayed away villain. from villains and spoilers. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I know it's like yeah, Caliban, keep, keep right? Is the villain? No, no. Okay, all right. Keep, I'll just shut up. Oh no, okay, well they show that in the trailer. Caliban's just a good guy. Oh, okay. Which is odd, yeah. to me, because Caliban's like a fucking horseman. Right. Caliban, damn near comedic relief in this. Really, thing. he's a sickly little pecker. Yeah, he almost looks like. Uh, What's his name from fucking... Uh, he, he, you know what he is? He's Niles from Frasier <laughs> with a really bad skin condition. Okay, he's like Deadpool meets Cecil Terwilliger. 
Yes, okay. meets James Ellsworth if he had the Zach Gowan one leg condition. <laughs> Caliban, not scary in this. Okay. Very British. All right. Yes. So the Goldberg Brock match, um, I was hyped going into it because I, I had a, I was feeling a Brock squash. Um, Brock comes out of the gate hard, three Germans, and then, then. I get fucking furious because Goldberg comes from nowhere, no sells the three Germans and spears Brock. And I stood up at Gorehound's house and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I was so into it. Like they, they fucking got me hook, line and sinker. I loved it. I thought it was great. And then, yeah. then Brock uh, gets out, uh, goes out of the ring. He gets speared through the um, barricade. I'm like, don't you fucking do this. I'm like, I was just, they they fucking had gotcha. you. They, they did. It me. worked. It was great. It was great. It was fantastic. It was. I loved it. It was. It was longer than the other matches, obviously, but it was still short it was enough five to make minutes. it nice and succinct, yeah. just like we needed. Uh, yeah, the, I, th- I think four the right moves. man won. Four moves. There were four moves That's in the it. entire suplexes, suplexes, F fives, spears, jackhammers. Jack that was it. That's it. That's all you need with those two big monsters, because Brock can do plenty more, but with Goldberg, you don't need yeah. to. It was a fun spectacle. It was the Undertaker versus Shane of that show. Yeah. It was the Angle versus Shane. It was the Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor right. of that. It, that was, it was Dennis Rodman and DDP. Great leapfrog. Great leapfrog. I mean, Brock is, what, uh, Goldberg 40-something and 300 pounds? Yeah, and, and, and Goldberg's 50-something. Yeah. Finally, you know, he's got some good mass on him. And it's nice to hear that you know they, he, he, he think he's done. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Thank you guys very much. Called it a day. Fun little return. Great payoff at the end. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was very, very satisfied with that. I was very surprised to see in that Observer note that you sent me that that was voted second best match of the night yeah. by um, the Observer readers. Again, very I, surprised I, wasn't, to read that. I wasn't expecting it to be. Nobody was, and I think it was another one of those things. You had the expectations. I mean, the the hype and buildup was was great, but you didn't have a ton of expectation for the match itself, knowing their yeah, history and seen... knowing Goldberg's condition and knowing that Brock only does limited stuff to begin with. Yeah, you only see Goldberg rarely wrestle since his return in very classic 30-second sure. Goldberg-style matches, and Brock mauls whoever he's with, and for him to get squashed so easily at prior matches – like he did with with Goldberg with just the spear and the jackhammer and that was it. Yeah. And uh yeah, it it exceeded expectations. Very satisfying. It's nice to have the the the, the freak, the beast that is Brock Lesnar, the champion again and he can show up in limited capacity for that big fight feel yeah. that they like to say. So uh yes, they accomplished their goal and they put a nice bow on. Yeah, and I think he, Brock's going to be he's not still not working a full schedule, but more than no. in years past. Um he's going to have more appearances. Because I think he's he retired from MMA, so that's all, totally off the table at this point. Yeah, he's done. So he's just got to focus on on doing wrestling and collecting that dump truck full of money. Um, yep. So I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, and then we had the, the the main event, Roman Reigns versus Undertaker, and you know they shortened up uh, the ramp for the guy, which is good because he needed it. Smart. And it still looked cool, him rising from the ramp. Still looked and- cool, but. I'm the Undertaker mark here. Right, well, yep, and well established. Watching him get murdered. Walk to the ring and oh, okay. just see just to see that he was in pain. Yeah. And the moment that got me, oh, I was I was a fucking sobbing mess at the end of that. Um I was a disaster when he was taking his stuff off. It was when he did the sit up and could tip over. Yeah. That I was like, and there you go. The boss's health bar is flashing right. red. Roll credits. That's it. And I thought it was a very well told story. 
no one's going to think that this was, you know, th- this was not Okada versus right. fucking Omega. No. It was, he was having a lot of trouble getting around. His strikes look great. I mean, yeah. the Undertaker's punches have always looked great. But when he couldn't help Roman reverse into Roman's own tombstone. Yeah. Because he just couldn't get that lift off of his hips. Yeah. Roman tried to muscle him up twice and then called it and moved on to the next move. Which was smart. Like, this man is in pain. Yeah. The old gunslinger is out of ammo. And Roman has to do what Roman needs to do. And that's put him down. And he does the the triple off the rope spear. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. That's it. Doesn't go for the powerbomb. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, And then that's that. I think think Taker really deserves a lot of credit for that match because he did everything in his power physically to, you know, make, and I know it's an old joke to make Roman look strong, but, you know, Taker took everything and sold it, but still was Taker and got up from the majority of it until that tipping over point. He got speared yeah. through a fucking table. Yeah. Into, a, into an announce table, table. You know, and he got... He- yeah, I'm giving the I'm giving all the credit in the world to to Taker for for you know even going out there because he wasn't in any condition to wrestle, but he did. Now, now, what do you think of the rumors that that this wasn't his last match though? Which I think is interesting, and I I would be I'm confused by. I really hope it is. Like if you listen to the most recent um, uh, something to wrestle with episode of Pritchard, something to wrestle with. They they do a little bit of a small WrestleMania recap because their episode this week is about the Undertaker. Right. From ninety three, ninety four, I believe, and Conrad straight up asked Bruce, "Are we? Are we don't take her?" And he's like, "I don't think so." He's like, "I don't think he stops wrestling until he's in the dirt." But uh, for them to do the amount of pageantry yeah. around the the taking off of the gloves, the taking off of the the hat and yeah. the jacket, and the one fist in the air as he's lowered into the ground, and that's all you see, and the the dead man T shirts that are going around, the the the, thank the you retired taker, dead man, thank you taker, and all that. Vince tweeted out, would, "Thank you taker." Yes, they all did. You're hearing stories of them, people sobbing backstage, and I'm a mess. And Bruce was talking about he was crying. Um, I, I just hope it doesn't get into levels of CM Punk territory where they always think he's going to come back, but he probably isn't. Right. Uh, I just don't don't pull a Farve, don't pull a Kiss, don't pull a Terry Funk. Don't retire 12 times yeah. before be, he actually be retired. retired Ric Flair, you know. Yes. Yeah, and it, be retired. Uh, agreed. Uh obviously, you know, my history with the Undertaker uh is well noted here. Um but I think this if there was a way to go out, there wasn't a lot of pageantry going into it of saying it was his last match, but man, as soon as Jim Ross came out um to call the match, which was, you know, a very uh, good surprise, and I'm sure that's something Taker had requested um, with in his mind, knowing that it was his last match. And then, like you said, all the pageantry with the with the hat and the the gloves and the and the coat being left in the ring, even being left in the ring while they were tearing down the set, was a very good symbolic um, thing that they did. You know, the guy has poured his uh, heart and soul into the business for 20 plus years, and you know, he's he's had a hell of a career, and I think this was. Um, as good as we could get at this point for a retirement for him. I think it should have happened after Lesnar at 30, but you know, Oh yeah, totally. It, I think he should have gone out after that loss, but obviously it didn't play out. So right. what they did here. Okay. I'll take it as a nice consolation prize. Sad to see him go. Yeah. Happy to see him go. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. I don't want to watch. It's like watching an old sickly, 
like a sickly dog or a pet or someone that used to be great and be infirmed. I mean, Christ. Yeah. Get ready for this in another few years when McMahon, who's looking old as fuck, mm-hmm. uh, starts to get extra old, yeah. and extra withered. You know, Father Time is the only person with a perfect streak at WrestleMania. <laughs> and That's true. I don't want to see like like Flair and Michaels was a great match, but Flair with the weird saggy uh, pillowcase titties, yeah. yeah, and his ass hanging out yeah. and all that, and you could see clean through his hair towards the end. But it's like ah, same this stadium, kind of fucking sad. Same stadium, yep. yeah, boy, that's that place is a fucking Bermuda Triangle for old wrestlers. <laughs> I am, I am praying. Uh, God, who who goes there? Who goes there next time? I don't know. If you're if you're a wrestler above forty five, do not wrestle in Orlando. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Florida is where people go to die. Literally and figuratively. Literally die, figuratively die, retire, and you know, hide Cuban refugees from people. But safe bet. Yeah, Undertaker. Here's to a here's to a career well lived. Yeah. I wish it would have been against Kane. I wish it would have been against Brock, and he retired back when Brock beat you. Yeah. Not the case. Whatever. But re- I'd say overall, a fantastic WrestleMania. It was hella good. Way man. more high points than low points. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it overall. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, the length is my biggest. Uh, well, hello there. Is is my biggest complaint. <laughs> it's too, it was too big. It was too long. It was too long? I couldn't take it all. You couldn't take it all? I, I mean, it all. I, <clears throat> I think you did a good job. I mean, no, you I took it all. You, you stayed awake for most of it. No, it was... I mean, which. <laughs> it's, it's so deep, it put that butt to sleep. Are we not going to talk about Raw SmackDown, or, or is this the end? We've been recording for two fucking hours. I'm I gotta go. I, I, I'm not doing two hours on a Saturday. No. Nakamura's this up. Balor's is- back. Revival's up, and Ty Dellinger's up. Donate ten dollars to Patreon to get SGW updates. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the The Rough House House, uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.